0: Hi, I'm Sarah.
1: And I'm Kina, and this is Off the Page. Welcome, everyone, or just Natan, since you're the only (laughs) one listening. (laughs) This is a podcast. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) This is a podcast that we made so that we could talk about the books that we've been reading, um, talk about the general themes, characters, um, and our opinions. Kind of like a mini book club, except now... You're all in it too, so welcome. So, it's a mini
0: book club, but it's just us two.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, so I guess to start a little background about each of us, as I said before, my name is Kina and I am a sophomore. I'm studying marketing and I have a minor in creative writing at Indiana University, but currently I am quarantining at my home in a suburb of Chicago.
0: You sound so professional. It sounds like you're giving like a little interview or like you're speaking on a panel. Um (laughs) I guess that's I don't know. Okay, I just wasn't expecting you to be so composed. I like was expecting myself to be like off the walls, but I mean, yeah, what's new? I'm Sarah. Um man, this is gonna be a pain to edit. So shout out to our friend Natan who's editing this for us. Love you, Natan. Um, but yeah, I'm also a sophomore. I go to Northeastern in Boston. Um, I'm never in Boston though, but I'm quarantining back home in our same suburb outside of Chicago. I'm getting a degree also in business and marketing and I'm minoring in English and basically, well, Kina and I have been best friends for high school and we, we met in seventh grade when we were playing at a tennis camp and I thought Kina was weird because she would talk to my mom. <laughs> I
1: did not expect you to tell this story. <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs>
0: um, but basically, um, Kina and I have both always loved reading. And so, and this is also like a book that I, regardless of Well, first, we always knew we wanted to do something like this. Like, we always knew we wanted to do a podcast. Um, And we never, like, as college students, full-time, whatever, we would never have, like, time to do this otherwise. So we were like, why not? Um, And actually, like, this book, podcast or not, I always would have wanted to get your, like, opinion on. So.
1: Yeah, I feel like anytime we've read the same book, we've, like, talked about it.
0: No, that's very true.
1: So, I don't think we've actually mentioned yet, but the book that we're gonna be <laughs> talking about today is *Little Fires Everywhere* by Celeste Ng. I read it last week on like the third day of quarantine, and I just reread some of it today. It's a little refresher. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't sure how to go.
0: Yeah. Um, I read it like a. Uh... A month or two ago, and I saw Celestine in New York, I made her sign this book, and then I gave her a pen with my full name on it, because (laughs) I was like, I'm an aspiring writer, I'm also in Boston, Massachusetts area, like, I'm gonna try to reach out to you one day, and she was like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Sarah, here's a pen with my name on it, so you'll always remember me. Um.
1: (laughs) What about when she finishes the pen?
0: Well, I'm expecting her to always hold on to it.
1: <laughs> right. Um, I mean I'm, no I'm sure she, she treasures it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean it's not every day that you meet like a really like spastic teenage girl who decides to give you her pen with her full name on it, which is why I'm a little confident that we can somehow get her to listen to this podcast. So if you're listening, thank you, Celesting. but also I'm so sorry I sort of harassed you. I think it's crazy um, that you even managed to be able to, like,
1: talk to her and stuff. Like, how did, wait, how did you even do that?
0: Dude, I don't really know. I think, like, when it comes to me and sort of, like, not sort of, like, she is very famous, but for some reason, whenever I meet someone who is, like, very impressive, I lose all standards and, like, expectations of like societal norms and I'm just like wow like I want to talk to you you're so cool but was it like did you reach out to her or was it like
1: you just saw her at a coffee shop and we're like oh my god I thought oh I didn't tell
0: you (laughs) no I didn't tell this part of the story no it was like at an event she was speaking at
1: oh okay this makes sense
0: yeah but like majority of the people had like left you know out of respect (laughs) But I like stayed and like walked like towards her and was like, hello. Um, no, but she was the best. She and it was also, it was another book which I want us to read because I haven't read yet either, but I brought it back with me from New York. Um, Charles U, Interior Chinatown. He was there in Brooklyn. This was an event. They were both at. Um, yeah. And it was just interesting. They were talking about like Asian Americans in writing and in media, which is, I think, also why, like, this book is definitely important, but also interesting from, to us, and, like, from our perspectives too, I think. Um, yeah, so, we can jump, do you want to just jump right in? Yeah, I guess so. Um. Okay, cool. I guess also, this is something I actually just genuinely want to start the conversation with, and then we can continue but I think this will be a common theme throughout but um what stood out to me the most I guess I want to know like what what are your first thoughts like what did you like did you like the book I mean I'm assuming you did but um what were your like general reactions and opinions on the book
1: yeah I mean obviously the writing was amazing um it's been a while I feel like since I read like a really adult book um so that was kind of refreshing but um I don't know like I, we've talked a, b- a little bit about it but um that setting of like Shaker Heights um and I guess like the privileged life that people live there like the Richardsons um it was interesting because like I resonated with the Richardsons in the sense that like I'm very fortunate to have lived like I don't know, like, a life where the school's really good, um, and, like, we don't have to worry about, like, food on the table and, like, moving around a lot, and, like, I grew up with two older siblings, um, so, like, a lot of kids in the house, but then, like, at the same time, like, Mia and Pearl's life, for some reason, like, personality-wise, I really, like, related more to their vibe, like, Mia being this, like, artist, um, who's, like, always, like, focusing on her work, and, like, Pearl being this, like, writer and poet person who's, like, always seeking approval from, for example, like, older girl Lexi, and, like, from friends, and, like, wanting to fit in and feel normal, like, it was just interesting how, like, I was able to relate in different ways to, like, both sides of, like, the characters.
0: Yeah, no, I actually, I kind of agree, yeah, I mean, as we mentioned, a bit early on we're both from the same chicago suburb and i definitely when i first read the book it felt so like intrinsically mis- midwest it felt midwestern but it also so much reminded me of like our suburb and like our upbringing that's interesting to say that i wasn't i don't know what i was expecting but i that that actually makes sense like i do see some correlation in both perspectives and i I do kind of agree. I think, like, for me, what was fascinating is I saw, like, a lot into the personality of, like, the children of the Richardson family just because they're closer to, like, our age. But I also, I feel like I saw a lot of, this is going to sound so negative, but, like, I saw a lot of my fears and who, like, Elena Richardson is. (laughs) And, like, I saw also at the same time a lot of people... We know from high school are going to grow up and become Elena Richardson, you know. <laughs> so
1: damn <no>. just immediately <laughs> bashes high school.
0: No, and not even in like a bad way. Like there were a lot of things she said, which like we'll get to. I have like some quotes that I think I was like, wow, like that is a lot of the thinking that sometimes I like either fall into or I know like my family will fall into or like people I know just think like this um and again like you well like what do you mean by
1: that like what what thinking what type of thinking patterns are you talking about when you say that
0: wait do you want to jump straight to my quote because i can like
1: okay sure if, if that's <laughs> yeah, like an example yeah, yeah. i yeah. think that's
0: like the that's like something i had so on my mind after i read this like i'll always remember this page and like this description after but basically what she said it was like this whole page when she was talking about how she was going to college, and I think that's that's something we'll touch on later too. Like, there's certain emphasis on education, definitely correlates to how we grew up. But she was talking about like going to college and protesting, and how at first she was really involved in protests. And she was like radical because you know their area is progressive, like our area, I I'd say is progressive, and she was so like passionate. Basically, the quote is like later on, as she went through college, she realized, oh, she started kind of like rationalizing why she shouldn't be like that. So she was saying um, it was not that she was afraid. It was simply that Shaker Heights, despite its idealism, was a pragmatic place and she did not know how to be anything else. A lifetime of practical and comfortable considerations settled atop the spark inside her. Yeah. And I think like, again, it's not a bad thing. Like I think because she was explaining like how her high school boyfriend went to go like protest or something in California and how he was like, I'm going to just drive there, like come with me. And then she started thinking like, that sounds great. But, you know, where are we going to live? Like where, how are we going to like eat? Like what's going to happen, this and that. And I think like. I had never seen this sort of explanation phrased in such a really accurate way, where, like, pragmatic is the best way that I would describe a lot of the people we know.
1: Yeah, and even, like, Mm career-wise, journalism is a career where it's, like, you'd expect it to be, um, you know, very for very impassioned people who, you know, like, want to report the truth and, you know, make an impact on the world, and then... When she goes back to Shaker Heights, her job is, like, floofy local pieces that, you know, are kind of basically just, like, little updates for the community that aren't super important or relevant. Um, And it shows kind of how that, like, spark got a little bit muffled out there.
0: Exactly. And I, I, I stand corrected. Not people we know, but I can just, like, I understand that's how a lot of people, like, who are adults in our area think. Like, I'm sure that's how my parents think, you know? Like, I'm sure, like, a lot of people who plan on moving back to our town after college and, like, starting a family, they're pragmatic. They think, oh, like, you know, what job's going to pay the most? What job's going to have? Let me, like, spend time with my kids. They think through a lot of those steps.
1: That reminds me, actually, um, of this, like, fortune cookie fortune that I had the other day, um, a while ago, and it said something like, at 20, the will reigns. At 30, the wit. At 40, oh, what was it? The wiz, like the, oh my god, it's, it says something that I can't even remember the end of it, but it was, like, at 40, it was, like, oh god, it's, like, the I wisdom just, or something. Like, Like, yeah, like, the idea that at different points in your life, like, what matters changes. I mean, like. People say that's just growing up and I guess <laughs> being young people were like scared of that too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I wonder how it'll, our perspective will change when we're older and when if we like read this again, how will you, like Elena Richardson, for example, and whether she'd still be someone that like we're afraid of becoming or, you know, if we understand her better because of like the life choices we've made at that point.
0: Yeah, but I also think, like, having characters like Mia and Pearl show that, like, Elena Richardson's way of life isn't the only way of life, um, which I think is also, like, fascinating and really important. And I think they show that really, like, Celeste Ng shows that so well, especially with, like, Izzy and her role and everything. Because, like... That's interesting. Yeah, sorry, continue. No, go. I mean, I agree, like, and I think I have, I mean, like, you know, I have, like, ideological n- rifts with some people based on this, on, like, ideas of, like, settling down and etc. I agree that it makes sense, and it makes sense for, like, a lot of people, but I think it doesn't make sense for everyone, um, which, like, you see with, like, Mia and Pearl, like, and you even see, you see, like, with Izzy, too. Yeah, but that's, I feel like that's interesting just because, like,
1: izzy's like in i guess lifestyle and like the way that she wants to be it's like she's resisting her roots so much but then like if you look at it like (laughs) she does have like a lot of characteristics i feel like that resemble her family even though like she tries so hard not to like it's like even i think there's a part in the book when it's like from mr richardson's perspective and he's saying that like Izzy reminds him a lot of Elena Richardson when they were younger because of how much spark and, like, fierceness they both have or that Elena used to have. Yeah. And and how, like, if you think about it, like, Izzy's always just trying to do what's right and, like, you know, serve justice. Um, Like, in the story with her music teacher, Mrs. Peters, I think, um... When she's defending the girl Deja, who Mrs. Peters is always kind of picking on, and she makes that big fuss, and then Mrs. Peters gets her in trouble with the school, and then like, because Mia asks her, what are you going to do about it, she retaliates by like, locking all of the doors in the school. Like, maybe she was doing it in a different way than Elena Richardson would have, because Elena Richardson would follow all the rules, but at the end, like, Izzy's thought process was, like, helping, like, thinking of it as I'm being the hero to someone who needs me. Like, I think that's something that they all have in common. Like, even the reason why Mia and Pearl are able to live in Shakers is because Mrs. Richardson has this thought process where she's like, oh, I'm, like, making such a big difference in someone's life and, like, helping being a hero and helping someone who needs me by, like, leasing out my place you know it's the same like train of thought
0: yeah it's interesting you bring this up now this is I think out of the book I love that this book like puts you in a lot of I think uncomfortable positions and like situations because I think out of this book like this ideological like I don't want to call it a battle but this sort of like conflict and question is what makes me the most like uncomfortable and kind of I think calls out like, me the most, but also just in general, I think a lot of trends you see in, in you know, like, highly educated, highly privileged, like, upper-middle-class areas. Because, no, I agree. Like, I think the way that, like, Elena, and I wrote this down somewhere, but she, you know, she sees it as, like, she's doing something good. She's letting, you know, um, Mia get access to the public schools and Shaker. She's giving her a place to stay at, like, a lower price. Um, but something that I, like, noticed from reading again the second time is how much that, like, seeps in, though. Like, when whenever... Um, like, Elena does a lot of things, I think, that are, like, out of line, too. That, like, seem like charity. Like, asking for her to work for her... Like, asking for Mia to work for her. You know, making weird quips, like, oh, you know, but you're just renting, so you don't even have to have the burden of, you know, purchasing whatever, like, those are so many subtle, underhanded comments that I'm just kind of like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. But that's, like, what people, I'm sure, kind of do. But then it comes to what questions, like, that come to my mind are, okay, but is that, like, worth it? Like, what should you do in that position? Because at a certain degree, like, there are some things that Elena does that I'm like, okay, like, that kind of makes sense. Like, she donates her couches, you know? Like, she, like, does things like that, you know? Like, I mean, that's so small and obviously continue to do more, but, like, if you have an old couch, you know, like, you should donate it instead of throwing it away. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting to see, like, where that line is, and I think she definitely does cross it at some points of being condescending instead of helpful.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's, like, part of why Mia's perspective as an artist is so interesting. Like, when Elena says to Mia that she could do portraits, um... And like take family mm-hmm. photos and event photos and things like that to generate more income. And then Mia says, Well, then I'd have to take pictures of people that as they want to be seen and not how yeah. as I see them. Like this kind of refusal to play with that game or the facade that everyone's like trying to keep up. And like, you know, Elena Richardson wanting to continue feeling pretty like self-righteous about how she's helping this like family in need when it's really in reality from Mia's perspective she can probably see it it's just Elena Richardson trying to you know feel good about herself and although she appreciates being able to lease out the space um she recognizes that it is being seen from the other side as like charity Hmm. Or it's it's like no, the that's um the Spider Woman painting that she did too. Like how Elena Richardson was like super disturbed by it and like kept thinking, "How could you compare a woman to a spider?" I've never had a thought like that because in Elena Richardson's mind, a woman is a woman. Like that's it. Yeah. There's no, I guess, like flexibility with the rules and like that affects her ways of thinking and being able to think in more creative spaces.
0: Yeah, I agree and I think it comes back to like her being rigid and being, you know, letting certain expectations or I guess what she would consider reality like diminish any sort of ideas and like you said, I guess creativity too. Um but we this is actually we're kind of going a little bit off script, which I think is fine because There's something that you mentioned a little bit, but I want to ask you more about. When you were reading this book, like, what characteristics or what ways did you feel that you were kind of similar to some of the Richardson children?
1: Yeah. um, If you had any. Oh, definitely. I, it's like, it depends on, like, the points, right? Like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I would say sometimes I felt, like, moody just because he's, like, the most like, sensitive one, um, and I guess, like, the difference, the main difference, or the bigger difference between me and Moody is that he's very self-assured, um, like, even though he's, he knows he's kind of different from his siblings, like, he's not a popular kid or anything like that, it's, like, he, he feels, you know, assured in who he is, um, and happy with who he is, versus, like, Pearl, for example, obviously, like, when becoming friends with Lexi and with Trip, like, she wanted so badly to be, like, cooler, um, so I guess, like, Moody's sensitivity and, like, I don't know, romantic side, um, I resonate with, and then on the flip end, I guess Lexi's, like, sense of wanting to be normal or, like, the good daughter. um, I I really get that because I can never be like Izzy where she's always just, like, rebelling constantly and so dramatically.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely kind of odd because I also think, and this is a question I want to ask you later too, but I also think, like, all the Richardson children carry such interesting traits from Elena, too. Like, such specific that you kind of see sometimes. I think, like... I think later on in high school, I became a little bit more like Lexi in some ways. Like, I think I... Like, I think what a lot of, like, Lexi and what a lot of her friends do, and maybe this is because they're older in high school, but they act like mini-adults, which is something I know I did especially as like a senior and a junior i think i was very like not even self-assured but i was just faking it like i was giving myself all this fake authority because i thought i like had it um which is like another quote i wrote down where she says it was pearl talking about how like when lexi orders she never says can i have a She'll just say i'll have a like she just expects it to oh, happen yeah, i remember that, I remembered that mm-hmm. so vividly because i could so see like Oh, that's something that I never even thought about, but everyone, like I know, and I do this all the time, it's a very self assured way. Um, but I think, like, when I was a freshman and when I was a sophomore, I was so much like Izzy, <laughs> like, so much that's painful. <laughs> um,
1: I definitely see that, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, the age
1: lines up too, yeah. She was a freshman in the book,
0: yeah. And I think it's because, like, like I said, I think this pragmatic way of life. It makes sense for a lot of people, but also for a lot of people, it's sacrificing a lot of things that seem just like a necessity. So like that's also, well we'll get we'll get more into that later. But I think that's why Izzy also makes me the most curious, just to like see what happened to her. But I think while she was in the book, she's very like she's so idealistic, but and she's so like passionate and etc. My favorite quote, and this quote, like, when I read it, I was just like, oh my god, that was so me. And if someone had, like, said this to me while I was, like, being insane as, like, a moody, like, 15-year-old, that would have, like, snapped me a little bit out of it. But it was, Izzy had the heart of a radical, but she had the experience of a 14-year-old living in the suburban Midwest.
1: Literally. Literally. That was, yeah.
0: And I think, like, which is why I... What I tell people is like, it's like once I graduated high school and started being able to make choices in my life that were my own, I like chose so different, I think, from what a lot of people like expect you to do for college. Um, and it's that's hard, but I, I wouldn't change that. And I think that's why I kind of resonate with Izzy. Like when I was so like moody and like stressed and just hormonal and all over the place, as, like, a sophomore, well, I mean, also as a sophomore, and, like, you're at such a weird phase in your life, in my opinion, like, a freshman and sophomore, um, but the relationship Izzy has with her mom is very similar to, like, what I have with my dad, so that's why I saw that, I was like, whoa, um, we're both, like, very ideological, but then you, like, clash in certain ways, um, and so I, was when I saw Izzy, I was like, yeah, like, i relate so much to like i don't know there's this one scene where she like wrote this poem and she put it on the bathroom wall and then she just like expected everyone to like see it and like wake up and kind of think the same way she does and this is so embarrassing i literally never told anyone this but i once put like a quote from paper towns on a wall in the bathroom of like the girl's bathroom and like no one also saw it and then like some cleaning staff had to like take it down because they were probably like what the hell um <laughs> wow Sarah, <you're> so different <laughs> oh my god well yeah exactly that was also like the whole like I was just like oh like everyone here is so whatever you know everyone here is so so two-dimensional they all care about so like blind yeah like, they all care about such different things and to a certain extent I think what I realized growing up is that they did care about different things but that didn't mean I had to do the same Yeah, like, caring
1: Um, about different things doesn't mean one person's better than another. Exactly.
0: I think it just, like, and that definitely changed as I realized, oh, like, starting, like, I was so stressed about schools, and I was so stressed about, like, not doing well in school, but I think, like, once people started looking into colleges, like, I was like, oh, you know, I never fully understood this until literally at the end of my sophomore year, but I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm not happy with this type of, like, style of life, like. Maybe that just means like once I start being able to make my own choices, or like even even then. I mean, by the end of my sophomore year, I decided to like start playing like competitive badminton, which is a whole different thing. Like I started going places, you know. And then like the second I started being able to make big choices for myself, like I went to London, I went like Boston, and then to New York for school. So I think that's why I also sympathize with Izzy because I think I'm kind of just like when I was reading it, I could saw her, I saw her spiraling. I was like, oh no, like, just wait a few years. I promise, like, once you start realizing you have more choices at your disposal, like, you'll start to not think you have to light it all on fire. Yeah. (laughs) And honesty. Yeah, because that's also the thing. I guess, because while I say I think I resonate the most with Izzy, I think I have, I have the most issue with Lexi. I definitely have the most issue with Lexi. She annoys me the most. But I have an issue with Izzy too is because like they're so she's so privileged I'm not even saying like we are so privileged too but I'm saying like so I get it like she's so privileged and it's okay to like feel like suffocated from that and like what not being privileged but like what people expect and like what that environment expects of you but I think there's also a better way to handle it and to like use your opportunities you get and to just apply them differently you know yeah. Like, um, I, th- I think if she stuck it out a little bit, like, started, I don't know, looking, like, she could have done, like, she had this- all this ideology. She wanted to help out in these things, but she wanted to, like, kidnap a bunch of cats and save them, which is, like, fair. You can do that, but do something else, too, you know? Like, you have way more power than you think. This is so interesting, because
1: it's, like, this-, this sounds like you're saying a letter to your past self or something (laughs) that's
0: like very alarming I do think it's also because like yeah I mean I think at a certain point I did realize that which is why like I morphed into more of like Alexia in the end of my high school um but I think it's too that's why like Mia is so important to her because Mia's kind of like the first person to like make her think oh like what do you I forgot what she said like what are you gonna do about it and then she was like oh like I can do something about this
1: Oh. Yeah, that's actually one of the quotes that I wanted to pull. Um, it was, like, after
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Izzy had explained to Mia about what happened at school with her teacher. And then the quote was first from Mia. She said, what was she going to do about it? Oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, Natan. <laughs> it's from um, Izzy. In her mind, I guess. And it says, what was she going to do about it? The very idea that she could do something stunned her. Like, it's, it's a shocking thought that an adult woman was telling her to kind of re- revolt um, and make noise and do something radical. Um, and I guess you're right. Like, the reason why Mia is so idolized by Izzy is because she shows her that you don't have to end up like your mom, you know, or other woman, like adult woman in your area. You could end up like this person, this nomadic artist lady who, you know, stands up for what she believes in and, you know, doesn't play by the rules that your society has set for you.
0: Exactly. But also... This is, like, my issue with Izzy is, I, well, what I believe is that this is, like, also extrapolating so much of my personality, so this could be not at all what happens, but, like, I don't see someone like Izzy staying in Shaker or staying in, like, the mid, like, you know, staying, like, nearby Ohio in college, so. I mean, she didn't. Exactly. True. Like, (laughs) I said, at a certain point, that is correct. So, I'm just thinking, like oh my god, I promise, like, if you went to another city, like, you'd meet so many different, like, because I agree, Mia shows her you can live life like this, but at the same time, Mia and Elena are such extremes, in my opinion, or such Mm -hmm. contrasting, that I'm like, this is a spectrum, there are more people in between, and if you go and you continue to live life and not think you have to morph into anything specific yet, and just, like, I don't know, keep an open, like, not an open mind, but, like, just learn from so many other people, then you can develop your own sense of self. I don't know if that made any sense, (laughs) but I think, like, that's also why I have an issue with Izzy. I think she's very rash, and I think she decided that she wanted to be like Mia, but, and I guess that's where I feel a little bit more, like, pragmatic and a little bit more like Lexi, but, I mean... I don't think Izzy's even that good at photography, you know what I mean? Like I, don't- I think Izzy is really just
1: quick to latch on like latch on to what she thinks is what you're supposed to be doing. And the thing is her instincts of latching are just different than, for example, Lexi's. Like so she latched onto Mia really quickly and was like basically after she decided that Mia was cool and like different and she liked her, anything that Mia did she was with it, you know, like, when the whole controversy with B.B. Chow happened, um, and in terms of, like, who should be Mei Ling slash Mirabelle McCullough's parents or mother, um, when Izzy found out that Mia was on B.B.'s side, she immediately was, like, even to her own parents, she was, like, you're baby thieves, like, you're, like, terrible people for doing this and like she I mean she was a freshman so it's like obviously she can make her own opinions but from the way that I read it it didn't really seem like she was making her own opinion it was just like oh if Mia's on this side then I'm on it too you know like she's just kind of being a follower even though she wants so badly to be like different
0: yeah wait that's like the best way to put it because like (laughs) I'm sure you vaguely remember this, but <laughs> like when I was going through my, let's just call it an Izzy phase, um, I feel like, and I think this is part of being young too. So maybe I'm not like, I'm not being too harsh on Izzy or whatever, but um, yeah, like I think it's so easy when you're like young and you want so badly to feel different, but you don't know how to like, you don't know who you are yet. So you're just like latching onto specific random things. Um, Because you're, like, right, she did not, not, like, give any points that were not, like, Mia's. And she did not have any thoughts that Mia had before hearing them come out of Mia's mouth.
1: Yeah, it's like, there was no indication, for example, that she wanted to go into art or photography. But, like, as soon as she found, like, she decided she liked Mia, she was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be doing this just so I can, like, be you and learn from you exactly. instead of my mom.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why I also didn't, like, I, I'm i so supportive of, like, you know, art and, like, going into, for things you're passionate about. Like, both of us want to work in publishing. I'm, I don't think that's super lucrative. So, you know, like, I'm, I'm so, I'm, like, definitely one of those people that I think you should do what you love. And if, like, you love something that's not traditional or not something that's going to give you, like, this typical... Like, path of life, that's fine. But, yeah, like you said, there was no indication that she was at all, like, interested in art. In fact, I mean, like, the fine arts. She was really good at violin, you know? Like, I wish... Like, music, yeah. Yeah, I wish they, like, made that her... I mean, you know, like, I, I think that's the point. That, like, that wasn't her arc. But, like, there was nothing that she really had that was her own.
1: Yeah, I think that kind of relates to her age, too. Yeah. Like, being a freshman, you don't really know exactly what you want to do and you're just trying to figure it out and so you know just meeting someone that you admire like the fact that you admire them might seem like enough to like want to do whatever they do so you can be more like them even though maybe like if she was more mature um she would understand that being like Mia doesn't mean pursuing the same career path as Mia, it might mean doing the same thing as her in terms of pursuing your passions the way that Mia has, um, and allowing that to be your career. Those are like two different things, you know, but she doesn't understand that and she can't discern between them.
0: Yeah, and actually, I think um, that's really interesting. I, I completely agree, but I think what's sort of could be fixed with that is I think And I think it's so ironic, like, Elena and um, Izzy's relationship, I think, is so interesting. It's so fascinating because I think it so accurately shows what happens when you love out of fear and how, like, unhealthy communication-wise that could be. Um, So I think, like, you're right about Izzy, and I think in hindsight, especially, like, in my hindsight, I can look back and be like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't have thought about all this and whatever. You should have, like, had some other like checks in there for yourself before jumping ship and deciding to become a photographer or like an artist um but I think that's like you said too is her age that's kind of the point of being young and when you're like 15 and 14 you're supposed to try all these things and figure it out and that's when you're supposed to have the support of like your parents to make sure you kind of stay a little bit grounded or a little bit tethered like I respect Izzy because I understand like the feeling of like the need to kind of like I can't even best describe it except just, like, restlessness. Like, feeling like you just need to, like, be moving, like, be on the go. Like, do something different. Like, you can't have routine. Like, that's definitely me, so I completely understand that. Um, I think what helped, like, what was different, like, what helped me kind of get out of that phase is, like, I didn't see it as a phase anymore when I was, like, a senior. Like, it just became part of who I am and, like, in a more sustainable way. Like, sophomore year I just like I needed to get out like I needed to get out of the town like whatever I just needed to feel like I was doing something different and not so standard and routine and so like my mom was so supportive and like letting me go and like travel around the country to play like badminton you know what I mean like that's such and I'm never gonna like you know like there was a point when I was like wow like my coach was like you should go out for like all these tournaments and then I was like um no I'm like never gonna be a like a, a you know a professional badminton player but like it was a really good part of my life and I think when you're young like you need to have those things you try and you grow from even if they're not like the rest of your life so I think yeah and sometimes mm -hmm.
1: sometimes you need to see it through you know like for example your like life in badminton if your mom hadn't been so supportive of you and letting you see through that path of your life maybe you know you'd always wonder or resent her for not letting yeah. you, like, explore that more.
0: For sure. Uh, and also, I Like, think, I wonder,
1: yeah. I just wonder if Mrs. Richardson had been more supportive of Izzy wanting to be kind of different, how Izzy would have ended up, you know? Because right now her entire identity is basically just, like, trying to be this, like, black sheep of the family versus if – her parents had just been supportive of her her in the first place, how would that have changed things?
0: Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. Because I think that's why it's ironic, because everything that Elena feared, like, happening didn't exactly happen, but the end result kind of got there, and she lost Izzy. And I think if she would have been supportive, if they would have had that communication, she could have Like, let Izzy go and figure things out. Maybe not go all the way to New York by herself, but, like, let her go and explore the world a little bit. Let her, like, try different things, like, maybe non-traditional things, but still, like, let her go and explore and try to learn from everything. And then come back. Because that's the thing, too, is I think when you have, like, a parental relationship with good communication, like, you can go as far as you want as a child, but then you always do want a place to come back. And, like, it is nice to have, like, oh, okay, once... I'm done figuring out all these different things. Like, still feeling grounded.
1: And that's another thing. I feel like it's not even just, like, the communication aspect between them, but it's, like, the existence of that sense of mother-daughter relationship because, like, it's not there for them. Like, Richard, Mrs. Richardson and Liz what – is- what am I saying? Mrs. Richardson and Lexi, they're clearly mother-daughter. They have this – um bond between them of being similar um and wanting to follow the rules and live this perfect life but mrs richardson and izzy it's like she doesn't think of izzy necessarily as much as her daughter you know she treats her differently than all her other kids and very clearly talks down about her or disapproves of her or assumes the worst of her all the time and I think that's something that this book touches on a lot in general is just like the desire to be a mother um versus not wanting to be one um obviously with Lexi's abortion too but I specifically remember that scene when Pearl is talking about her father and thinking about who her dad could be and how she always asked Mia about it when she was younger. And then one day she asked Mia, was I wanted? And Mia, who's like such a strong character, you know, you notice a moment of vulnerability and she goes, yes, you were wanted so much, like very much. Um, Versus like with Mrs. Richardson and Izzy, after finding out that Izzy isn't exactly gonna be an easy perfect child the way Lexi was she's not really wanted you know even though obviously Mrs. Richardson takes care of her and everything like that it's almost like that's just because what that's what she's supposed to do versus like Mm -hmm. wanting to like she wants she's Izzy's mother but I don't want to say she doesn't want to, it's just that she doesn't want to be a mother to the Izzy that she is, as she is, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Wait, that's actually really interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way in comparison, um, but I agree. I think what this book does really well in a complex way is it shows, in talking about like motherhood, I don't think I'd go as far to say as like, Izzy wasn't wanted or that she isn't like wanted now, but I think it shows- some people—I think, first of all, I think Elena sees the parts in Izzy that she saw in herself, but, like, fears the most, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Because Elena's at this point where she—I had this quote somewhere, too, but—oh, um, oh yeah, she had learned that passion, like fire, was a dangerous thing. It went so easily out of—it so easily went out of control— it scaled walls and jumped over trenches, sparks left like flies and spread as rapidly. So she's at this point in her life where she like does not, she like fears kind of passion and what it can do and like what it can disrupt. And she's come to terms with putting that part of her, like subduing that part of her. But I think having Izzy grow up, especially with her conditions and like not being healthy and the same as the other children, but having so much of that passion that could easily like Consume her, I think that put Elena in such a position of fear, which is interesting too, and I think shows like the complex, like complexity just of her as a character. But something that's important too is I think it shows like Elena thinks she's ready to be, she's a good mom, and she's like she can be a good mom, and she she has been. I think it just shows that she's still human, and you're not gonna know how. Like, as a parent, you don't know how you respond to things until you're responding to a situation as a parent, if that makes sense at all. I think, like...
1: No, that applies to... Not
0: that she... That applies to, mm-hmm.
1: like, people in terms of who they are in general. Like, you don't know who you are in a certain situation until that situation happens pretty yeah. much. Like, you never yeah, can be I guess that's until true. You actually, you're actually in that situation.
0: Yeah, and I think, like... I don't want to say that she's not cut out to be a parent, but she's not cut out to, like, face this deepest insecurity of hers or, like, something that kind of invokes such a sense of, like, anxiety. Like, seeing the parts of her that were the most... I keep on using, like, fire things, but that's just the metaphor of the book. But, like, seeing in the parts of herself that were the most flammable be applied to someone who's not, like, even as healthy... Like, that puts her in such a constant state of, like, fear. And she, I think, if anything, she fears and, like, belittles Izzy because she knows how deeply Izzy can be passionate because she was once deeply that passionate. Yes. So I think, like, they are different now, but she understands where Izzy's coming from. And that's even scarier because she doesn't think Izzy's going to snap out of it. And so I think that's why she's so, like, belittling and she's so just... rude and she like diminishes everything because she wants like that spark to like be dampened and she wants that to like be diminished because she doesn't want it to consume like Izzy and their life which is ironic because it ended up doing that <laughs> but yeah i but i that's interesting i didn't think of it in the context of like pearl and um, mia because that does add, add such another layer of depth of, you're right like people don't realize how they're going to react to a situation Until they're in a situation and they're expected to, like, give up a child that's theirs, you know...